Hey guys, this is David. We wanted to let you know about an exciting opportunity we don't want you to miss out on. We are hosting our annual Awaken Conference Labor Day weekend in Dallas, Texas. Join 4,000 other young adults from all over the country and world to be a part of seeing an awakening of the hope of the world, which is the church of Jesus in our generation. Go to theporch.live to get a ticket before they sell out. Hope to see you at Awaken 2022. Welcome to Views from the Porch, a lifestyle podcast where we have weekly conversations about some of the biggest challenges young adults face today. Our desire is to use God's word and our experience leading thousands of young adults at the porch to challenge you, push you, keep it real with you, and walk alongside you as you navigate your defining years as a young adult. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live or follow us on social media. And with that, here's this week's episode. What's up, guys? This is David, back with another episode of Views from the Porch with J.D. Rogers. What up? And Mrs. Rebecca Kepto. Hello, hello. What's up, guys? <laughs> hello, hello. It's getting me. I like it. I like it. Is that your, your thing? It's your new signature. I don't, I don't have, I always say what's up, but I know that's J.D.'s thing, so I feel like I can't say that. Yeah. Hello, hello. I like it. Hello, okay. hello. Okay, okay. Hello, hello. Becca on the show. Oh, <laughs> hello, Becca. What's up, guys? Oh, you know, just another day. Just ate some Chick-fil-A. Mmm. Mmm, you're rhyming today. The food of the way. <laughs> when this drops, aren't you going to be in, out of town? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to be? At the beach. And also, I'll be in, when this drops, I'll be in Palm Beach. Palm Beach. August 1st, right? August 1st, where's, yeah. Where's Palm drops, Beach? Uh, I could not tell you. Florida? Yeah, it's in Florida. I don't, I don't know where. That, but I don't know where. Are you in a West Palm, I'm assuming? Yeah, West Palm. Yeah, so it's on the West Coast of Florida. Super nice area. Yep, I'll be there. It's my birthday week. Oh, okay. I'm turning the big 2-9 this week. Like, is it by Ooh. Destin? Is it like north? Or by Tampa? Uh, No, it's on the other coast. So, oh wait, I just said, wait, West Palm Beach? I don't know. I need to look up a Florida map now. <laughs> we don't know where no, it is. Go, so go if you do, let us know. Let us know. All the Floridians will be like, oh my gosh. That I know, Becca, <laughs> you're from Florida. How do you mm-hmm. not know this? Okay, well, I was confused. West Palm Beach is on the east coast of Florida. I know. You said so, west. I was like, well, then where would the beach be? Wait, so I'm confused. Well, I live on the west. I'm from the west coast of Florida. There's beaches. It's called West Palm Beach, but it's on the east coast of Florida. So tell me how what? that makes sense. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Well, weird. That is weird. Weird. But that's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? We are talking about spiritual boundaries in dating. Mm. <laughs> a lot of people want to talk about physical boundaries, yes. even yeah. emotional boundaries. Mm. But what do we do with spiritual boundaries? Spiritual. And what I mean is like Christian spiritual boundaries. We're not going to get in a whole like, yep. can we like share energy? No. We're yeah. talking about Christian mm-hmm. spirituality. And... There's probably a lot of different takes, even at this table right sure. now, of yeah. what it looks like to stay healthy within spiritual, um, each other's spirituality and your walks with God in a dating relationship specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just to start, I mean, let's let's talk about it. Can you do Bible studies? Can you read the Bible together? Can you do your quiet times together? Can you pray together? Can you pray over one another? If I'm feeling sick, can you... Um, pray for healing for me. Like what, what is too far and what's too like attaching? Cause that's some, 
connecting stuff. Okay, I'm going to say this, and I don't ever hear anybody talk about this. I think when it comes to spiritual boundaries, there's like um, two aspects of this conversation. One is the one that you're assuming right now, JD, um, which is, hey, what is the line that we shouldn't cross because of the spiritual the ways that intimacy could be informed by spirituality and it's connected to our heart and like everything you just said, like, can we pray together? Mm -hmm. Uh, Accountability partners. um, Is she who (laughs) I talk to if I struggle with lusting that day? Mm -hmm. Is like, are we in a Bible study? And then there are spiritual boundaries that are appropriate, important, and you should have. And here's what I mean by that. And not that the other ones are not that we should have. By spiritual boundaries, I mean like, hey, these are the non-negotiables for spiritual beliefs that the person I'm dating has to have. So very different sides of the conversation, but just in case somebody's not familiar with the the way that we use that when you talk about spiritual boundaries, almost the, hey, they need to believe in the Trinity. They need to believe Jesus is the savior of the world. Like these are the boundaries that non-negotiables as it relates to dating. We should do that on another podcast. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking about day-to-day, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. And like I said, oh, that's a great one. Like I slipped up a guy will say to me, mm-hmm. and should I go tell my girlfriend? And slipped up, I'll let y'all think whatever y'all want, but that's like such a like, I hear that all the time, like, am I supposed to tell my girlfriend? Yeah. So maybe we should just take each of these one by one, like questions that I might ask, and then you can just tell us what you think. Sure. Um, Becca, we might be like turning to you a lot because you're in a, you're the only one here in a dating relationship. I am That's in right. a dating relationship. So just some context for everyone. How long have you been dating? We've been dating for two months, the time this episode will come out. Wow. Mm. Two months. That's perfect. I mean, I, I feel like that's a good start. And guys, guess what? It's also my first Christian relationship. Wow. How about that? Because you came, you came to know Christ in your young adult years. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And has it been a new journey for you? So many things. Yeah, tell us about it. <laughs> You're learning a lot, I'm sure. It is, yeah, it has been a journey. I've definitely not dated the correct way in the past, so it's just a lot of learning and growing and a lot of questions that I'm asking my community group. That's awesome. And I feel like this I feel like this conversation has been probably very relative to you because if I haven't dated in a Christian way for most of my life, and then now I like become a Christian— or I start going, taking God seriously, and now I'm introducing all these spiritual disciplines, reading my Bible, praying, yeah. all these different things in my life. And then I get healthy, and then I start dating someone in a Christian way. So now I'm like brand new at this whole, I kind of figured out the single Christian thing, but now I'm like brand new at this whole yeah. dating Christian thing. And does this mean now that we like do all these Christian things together? Right. Mm. And so, Becca, do you and like read your Bibles together? Do y'all pray together? Um, We do not read our Bibles together, and there have been times where we have asked each other, "Can is there anything that I can pray for you for this week? Um, But besides that, we have not crossed over into any, like, reading Bibles together, reading the Bible together. Um, We have read a Ben Stewart dating book together, and I've, like, talked about it. Oh. But— Would that book be Single Dating Engaged Married? It is that book, yes. Wow. There we go. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good, another one that like, is that a yeah, good idea? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm. And so, nope. let's, 
I want to <laughs> nope. hear your thoughts on it. I hope it's a good idea. Nope, definitely. JP's no, I'm totally out kidding. here saying every couple in the world should read out dating together. So, <laughs> that bro, man, um, y'all didn't know. Outdated. Are you team outdated or team single dating, engaged, married, or team relationship goals or oh team? Oh my gosh, um, I, I think they're great. Both great books, but keep going. Yeah. Well, first, Becca, I want to know. It sounds like you're even acknowledging, even though this is your first Christian relationship. It sounds like you're acknowledging, but we haven't. You said something. I haven't. We haven't got into like reading Bibles together. Which means that there's, in your tone, a day in which that will be, but should not be now. Which means that you're almost like mentally acknowledging that that's almost like for further down the road. Yeah, I guess to me that just seems like a really intimate thing to do with somebody. But I also have a lot of questions about that. That's being my first Christian relationship. So I think this whole conversation, I can learn a lot from you guys and hopefully our listeners have a lot of the same questions. Great. Well, what's one of your what's one of your first questions? Okay, first question. Um, let's just go with the Bible question. Is there any point in a relation dating relationship, so you're not engaged to the person, that it is okay to read the Bible with them? Even yeah. if you guys have been dating for like 11 months. Okay. This is where we're really going to actually probably either all disagree or all agree or just Let's have the conversation. I think that's the—so let's just, like, give the preface that I think that's yeah. the point of all of this is a lot of people come with these questions, and they want you to tell them black and white. Yeah. And this is such—these are such gray areas. And every person, based off the ones that know you, know your context, know that um, if the spiritual intimacy will then lead to emotional and physical crossing of boundaries, like, they're going to know all those things about you and what you should and shouldn't do— Every person is going to be different. And so I think we should all just speak to like how we think about these things and how our convictions or our experiences have led us to make the best wise choice today. Yeah. So let's take that one. Why would it be a bad idea to, well, I guess it all depends on the context, the relationship, the people involved, the reason behind it. I think big picture principles, the Bible says we're to guard our heart. It's cliche, but most people who think it's cliche don't actually do it. And that involves guarding sexually, guards emotionally. I'm not going to take this mentally further down the road than the relationship actually is. It calls us to honor one another and show preference to one another and to be considerate of one another. But if somebody said, hey, my Bible or my boyfriend, we were at dinner and he pulled out his Bible and he wanted to read something that God, his word in reading the Bible earlier that day, God just like ministered to him through what do you think about that? Should we break up? I'd go, no, that's crazy. If you pulled out like a Playboy and said, I want to show you these pictures of, of parts of bodies that I like, that's concerning. But the fact that we like throw out the Bible with the bathwater, and I'm not saying every context and every application, I don't think they should be your accountability partner. As mm-hmm. in like, man, hey, they're their first line of defense. I don't think you should be spiritually dependent on them in any way. Like you should be at a place where, hey, I'm spiritually chasing after Jesus. I have my own community and context and counsel and my own life group, small group, community group, like those are the people in your life that they are not the sole uh, means of spiritual leadership if they're a guy or girl or spiritual feeding in your life. But I think we get so legalistic and fearful when we're like, hey, I shouldn't pray over you before you go on this trip. Like, man, we're about to, I'm giving you a hug and I'm praying. Or I shouldn't read the Bible in front of you. Or just Christians get weird and there's no verses that they could point to. It does say don't awaken love until it's time. It does say to be wise mm-hmm. and to consider something before you move on doing that. But I think anytime you begin to put parameters around godly things, 
unless you as a person know that, hey, it does something to my heart. Like Becca, this is where you could say, hey, um, when he prays for me, it like whew, just sends me into a, I, I just emotionally, I can't guard my health, my heart effectively. And so I'm going to ask him to pray silently before you eat. That may be a personal boundary that you need to put in there. But I think we do ourselves a disservice. And I don't know where this comes from. Like, this is a very popular Christian thing. Yeah. Okay. I think that one of the reasons why people want to know this is because to 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 bond and to enter into that aspect spiritually, they are afraid that what if we break up? And this was like my person. Yeah. I think that there should be spiritual boundaries in place. One of the reasons why is because a lot of times. But like what? What? Does, what do you mean by that? I'm, I'm getting there. So a lot of times like what people will do is they will, they will go to that place in isolation and they now are becoming each other's like lifelines to all the things that they're not one yet. So like, let's meet at the coffee shop and do our quiet times together. Well, then we leave there and we go have emotional talk together. And then we go and we cuddle together. And it's like phys- spiritual, emotional, physical is all like intertwining with one another. And let's say that person now breaks up. Their spiritual now is usually greatly impacted because there was such association with their significant other. And so now when they broke up, it's like, well, we were doing everything right. And it's because they were not viewing that correctly. I think you can make an idol of spiritual connection with a partner totally agree. more than idolizing Jesus. Totally agree. Does that make sense? So it's like totally agree. The fact that we are the couple now at the coffee shop doing our quiet times together. Oh my gosh, Instagram story. This has been my dream. I've thought about this forever and I want everyone to know. And now it's almost about this experience together. So whenever it's broken apart, then now it's nowhere to be found in that individual's life. So that's where I'm just saying, it's not even like, when I say boundaries, I'm not talking about do or do not read your Bible. I'm saying boundaries on your emotional state and your heart to not let yourself begin to idolize that person you're doing those things with over what you're actually doing. Totally. I don't think I disagree with any of that. In fact, I think it aligns with what I was saying. What I'm saying is people will come and say, hey, we're not supposed to pray over our food together because we're dating, right? And they're just made up things. But that's a perfect example of somebody going, hey, I'm reading my Bible, if I'm honest, to take the Instagram pic and because it emotionally tethers me to this person and that's crossing emotional boundaries. Like if you're not going to read your Bible, if they're not going to be there, then you're not reading your Bible for knowing God's word. You're reading it for them. Yeah. You Here, know? Here's my take. If you're a spiritually mature Christian, and this is even me into marriage, I think that you don't want to forsake or give up that intimacy and alone time with God. So now if this person is a part of your quiet time, they are now ridding you of that alone time with the Lord. And so when I say boundaries, I'm just saying, don't connect your spiritual disciplines to a person so much so even in marriage that you lose that one-on-one connection between you and the Lord. Exactly. And so that's where I think just like maybe more an immature person could get out of line is now you're doing all of it together. And 
that and like so like let's say we go to a coffee shop though i have my headphones in she has her headphones in we're both journaling and like doing our own thing and then yeah. at the end saying well how did t- how did today how did this morning go with the lord yeah that's awesome totally that's not even what i'm talking about yeah or reading a book together because that is like a um resource it's a tool it's not like the essentials that we need as for our souls right so follow-up question to that then say somebody is disciplined in their personal spiritual life so they are spending the one-on-one time with the lord but the person that they're dating wants to do like a study of a chapter this is in addition to your personal intimate time with the lord um are you saying that that then starts to cross over into the spiritual boundary are you just saying if that person becomes your sole influence in your life spiritually that that's the wrong thing i'm saying if they become your why if they become your motive of of why you're chasing and pursuing and doing anything to press deeper into like your biblical studies you need to like be cautionary because that they could be gone that's why we just say in dating that's why you don't go too far physically or emotionally cuz right. like you are not in a covenant together and whenever you're married by gosh do whatever you want because you're one um i personally still am even learning like man i love jenna more when i am tending to my soul personally and when i keep that one-on-one connection with god i can then do things together spiritually um but man that's i that's where i just think in dating it's such a there's a there's just nuances and caveats that i would just say handle with caution because it can all become just like you can become physically like playing house you can start playing house spiritually yeah and i think some of it is yeah it's such a um it's not moving target but there's an element of their spiritual life that you should know and the only way you can know it is by conversing about it like mm-hmm. if, right. if they never talk about what they're learning from god's word or how they're serving or even just how god's at work in their life you should ask those questions because he may not be. And for some, I think what I'm almost overcorrecting is the person who feels like, man, he brought up the Bible or he was praying, yeah. which may be a small sliver. Yeah. But that is crazy and shouldn't be a red flag totally. if he's asking you, you know. Or like hey, your was, testimony. Yeah, exactly. Now, okay, let's, let's, I do, I did want to keep this one shorter because the last one was long. Let's move on to this. Um, accountability. Mm. So like, first off, let's say a guy, has been struggling with porn and at one point of his life he looked at porn you know weekly now he falls into it to the trap maybe like the pattern has been once every six months and his community has given him the green light of hey we think that you the porn doesn't rule you and you can enter into a relationship yeah yeah. first to start off should he tell that girl before she agrees to be his girlfriend should he tell her hey here's what's been a part of my recent here's what this looks like in my life today yeah man there is so many different nuances scenarios um maturity levels that are involved that as always i i would hesitate to give a black and white hey before you start dating or on the first date you need to say by the way until six months ago i was looking at porn every week and i've been sober for the last or 12 months because there's so many different scenarios should he make her the primary source of spiritual accountability in his life? No. Should she be the secondary source? No. 
Should he have strong community or her have strong community of guys around her that are walking with her, helping process through decisions like this? Yes. And so I, I would. So what if then, what if then um, he falls back in yeah. to porn? And so his community says, hey, we think you should break up yeah. and focus on this. Could he, should he tell her why? he's breaking up or should it just be like, well, I'm working on myself and I need to like, cause that's going to be confusing to her. If it's just like, well, God is calling me to do this, yeah. but like he doesn't want to get intimate or he doesn't want to make it look he's been lying. Yeah. So like, let's say for the last two weeks, he fell or the two months he's fell back into it repeatedly. That's two months. He hasn't been telling her cause he's been telling his community. Yeah. One, I would say good on him for bringing his community in Two, I would hit the pressure release valve. Cause we get, so anytime that we from a microphone say this is thou shall, it, it just gets played out in a way that, that I'm always hesitant to give specific instructions on like, should you tell her that? I think depending on the maturity level, it would be entirely appropriate for him to say, hey, you may not have known this. Part of the struggle that I've battled with in Christ is helping me recover from is an, an addiction to pornography or struggle with pornography, which is part of my story. And I want you to know that I through processing with my community have not been able to stay in a healthy place with that. And I think in order for me to date well and lead well, I need to end this relationship. He may just say, Hey, because of some of my history with sexual sin, like this is what I mean by somebody may not be as mature or in an environment that's nearly as authentic as the one that we exist in. And they may say, Hey, I, th my community group counseled me just because of personal sexual lust and sin I need to work on that before I continue this relationship. And I think that's, that both of those would be appropriate. But I think uh, if if he's comfortable, man, being straightforward is always best. Okay, well, follow-up question to that. What if he doesn't need to break up with her, but he that's part of his past and struggles, and he messes up just like one time or vice versa? Are they supposed to tell the person that they're dating that like, hey, this has been part of my past, and last week I messed up? Okay. Isn't that the point of a community group? Yeah, I mean, I think he should bring that to the light with his community group. He may ask them, hey, do we think I should bring this to this girl that I'm dating? Because it may be one week in, it may be one week before the wedding. Those are very different scenarios. And so I think leaning on wise counsel, and I think people do a disservice. We always want to do thou shalls with dating. And the Bible doesn't talk about dating. It talks about wisdom. It talks about relationships. It talks about honoring one another. And that's where I think having community to help you honor those relationships and I would hesitate to encourage someone to go there unless the relationship is really, really far down the road. They don't need to be your spiritual authority or your spiritual accountability or, candidly, who you report to or you are responsible to spiritually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But you are responsible for how you lead them. And so I would be leaning on your community. Does that make sense? Like, just yeah. people say, like, hey, if you slip up, you need to go and you need to tell her that. And there's just not a verse for that. And it may be the most honoring thing to do or maybe the most dishonoring thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to wrap up, but I, I, what I hear over and over again is do not date isolated in any context, spiritual boundaries, emotional boundaries, physical boundaries, like process with people who know you and know the context that you're in at the maturity level you and her are at. And I think what you said, just to punctuate the why, mm -hmm. the spiritual things, like it, 
Is it wrong? I think it comes back to the why. But, Becca, best of luck, and yep. we'll tune <laughs> yeah. back in uh, next week on See How the Relationship is Going. Stay on- away <laughs> from those Bible studies. Episode <laughs> <laughs> of Views from the Porch. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch, follow us on social media or visit us at theporch.live. And as always, go in peace and love to serve the Lord this week. <laughs>